Welcome to the On Topic podcast. John <laughs> is with me as always. Hello. Hello, John. Um, what are we talking about today? It's the podcast oh, where we talk about something each episode and we try to stay on that for the entire episode and uh, talk about it indefinitely for that episode until it's <laughs> yeah. reached its climax at the end of the episode where we stop talking about that yes. topic. It is called today's topic. The on-topic topic is, um, why is it? It's jobs, is what it is. It's jobs. I'm a bit afraid of this one because we see. I've spoken to Richard. I've had so many. You've had jobs. a lot of jobs, haven't you? Yeah. So, I haven't. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. We're going to do jobs and see where we go. Yeah. So we're going to do our jobs, and yeah. we've sort of caught up now with real time with the podcast so we've also done a post on our facebook group uh, about jobs so we'll read out perhaps some from that as well yeah i absolutely i think we have to go through I'd be, we, can't, I'd try... we can't really do stats and facts though because it's boring no we, i've we'd got be like talking about unemployment rates i've got that um i've got yeah, okay, that's fine. Oh, minimum wage to... is interesting. Yeah, I've got you, that. Have you got a little graph? Yeah, Great. I've got minimum wage. Um, it's not a visual thing, so graph is fairly pointless. Well, this helps you. <laughs> but I can, I've just written down the figures. We're there. We're okay. We're okay. I was trying to think. I think it does count. I think any job you've ever had counts. So I am going to include paper rounds. Did you have this. paper round? Yeah, I had two. I had two paper rounds. What, at the same time? No. So I couldn't. There was there was tight competition in the town right. to get a weekly uh, every day. So I didn't have a weekly. I had a and no. A you Sunday didn't ever got a week. I had. A... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, I've totally fucked the interview. Um, <laughs> I had a Sunday round and I had a, a free paper. The the, the uh, what we locally, I did the free paper. It was the Mercury, which was to, which was child labor i mean it was nuts i got paid three pound fifty for my sunday round with so all the sunday papers i don't know if i'm sure this is a nationwide thing the smaller your letterbox the bigger paper you want delivered <laughs> Probably. so if you had one that you could barely fit an envelope through that would be the telegraph or the times that would be what you require but the sunday papers are massive anyway they've shrunk they're not as big now because they don't oh right well it. they used to be I got in so much trouble. My first ever time doing it, I met one of these dickheads with a tiny letterbox, sideways letterbox with a knocker at the top. If anyone remembers, it's called iridescent brown, they were people had. And they'd ordered the Times, and I couldn't get it open further than like a finger. That was it. And, mm. and they'd ordered the Times. So I took it so I took it apart into segments like sport, financial, yeah. and posted each one through. What and you had a problem with that? Went mental. Why? I don't know. I was reported for not do never ever do that. What did they want you to do? What was their I, advice <laughs> next time kick, you went? Kick the door in and just throw it on the floor. Tempt the cat out and use the cat flap. Scream, fuck you, and then just throw it on the floor. Just knock every time. Knocked, the, wake him up every Sunday morning with it. It was so awful that one. I, I could probably still find that house because I just remember thinking. I remember sitting on their doorstep with my paper bag, just calmly, like a psychopath, just taking every segment out, folding it up, and then pushing it through the door. Like, enjoy, dickhead. I, you know, it's like a cliche thing to say, 
isn't it? Oh, you must have had a tough paper round because you're so ugly in that. <laughs> old. Um, That's meant to be because you're old. <laughs> but uh, I had a really hard paper round. You live, well, I live in Flatland, so I, you, live in, you live in the uh, last of the summer wine. So. My paper round finished two and a half miles from my house. Oh, my God. At the so bottom was, of the valley. So it wasn't even a loop? No. I had to go. I had the worst round. That's awful. Uh, I had to go so far away from the paper shop where I got the papers. I all the way back down, all the way to the Texaco garage, virtually not even in my village anymore. Were you, uh, did you get the weekly? Were you on the and then, Monday to Friday? And then I got sacked from that. <laughs> from the paper round that was really hard. How to get sacked? Uh, I said to the, the woman thing? she should be putting the supplements in while I'm at school to save me time. Was that what? That was that the free one or the? Or the... No, no. Yeah, they the... always we had a supplement put her in. They put you round together for you, and you just went and got it. Yeah, yeah. You were done out, mate. Yeah, that's what I said to her. I said, well, what have you been doing all day? <laughs> what you're supposed to do is the kids, the kid, the paper boys are supposed to scurry in, get the pile of it's usually just one supplement, like a car thing, or get you some pile of supplements, really get your like pile of you, papers and put you them in and then off you, off you bob. <laughs> I like the fact that even I get seven or like you know, whatever. I don't believe you have changed at any point. <laughs> Well, you just gone, no, I'm not having this. This is ridiculous. You I, do it. Well, the first time, it had been building up because the first time <laughs> I, I took the two piles, put them in my bag, and right. I, every t- as I was walking to each door, I was going to put Oh, yeah, 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 I've done, I, did, I did that for you. And, and she said, no, 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 what are you doing? Ooh. That's that, insane. She said, you, you come, you've got to come and put them in now. With Why? Dirt, yeah, and I was like, what? Why? And then the next day, there was just about like two supplements. I was like, oh. Could have been doing this for me, <laughs> Maureen. <laughs> Maureen, can I have a word with you in the uh, office? Just she quick... took it badly. I don't think I was. <laughs> I don't think I really expected her to do all two hundred and sixty papers while I was at school. I think she took it badly. It's proper funny. We had a guy. I even remember his name. His name was Nathan. He used to do all the papers in the morning. He was like the chief newspaper boy, and he just did that. He he did that. Was he did the papers? Yeah. Um, he was like the guru of newspaper in um, and tried to give me hints. See, you'll definitely, see, would have definitely had this in common. It got to Christmas, my first year as a paper boy. And I could see all the other paper boys have been to pound world and bought those like thousand shit cards for a pound. Genius. And they were writing two number 45 yeah. from your paper boy. And Nathan said, that, that's how you get tips. And I said, I'm not doing that. And he said, why not? And I said, that's just begging. I, they don't know my name. They don't care. Who's the paper boy? I'm not, I don't know what their name is. So I said, no, I just couldn't. I I, I found the idea so cringy. That Too skeevy, do. yeah. And then on the, the last um, delivery before Christmas is when all the tips come in. And I got more tips than anyone. Because <laughs> they were probably like, oh, thank fuck the skeevy little paper boy didn't yeah. beg us for money. I got a £10 Christmas tip. On that really tough paper round, there was also a house that had, it was about half a mile long drive. Oh, my God. Because it was like a manor house. And I had to, like, press this code to get the electric gates to open. Then I had to walk all the way up to this drive, put it through the letterbox, walk all the way down. They gave me a tenner. And I remember thinking, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> I have delivered the, the sport to you every day. After I got sacked from that, <laughs> that's when I did the weekly news, the free one. 
mm. where they literally drop it around in a van and the I more flyers it. you get, the more money you get. Yeah, I inherited it off my sister. That's so, good. No, no. I inherited this stupid round for my sister. It was, a, it was a, I think it was 100 papers or 150 papers, three roads, £3.50, but I had to split it with my little brother because he's only a year younger than me, so my stepbrother. So it was deemed in the family that, because I already had my big cash money, £3.50 on a Sunday, yeah. that I should split the £3.50 with my little brother, who couldn't carry the bag because it was insanity. The bag... Yeah, but you're the, supposed to get a trolley with those ones. No, not not if it appeared it's there. It nearly make your arm bleed. And I remember once some genius dropped off because you know you got the you got the papers delivered and then you got the inserts delivered as well. Yeah, and they were coupons. Um, I two two inserts that I distinctly remember. One of them was perfect pizza. You got a pound off, but they hadn't put an asterisk. No, uh, yeah, one pound off. They hadn't put an asterisk saying what wasn't included. And they did a thing called individual pizza, which was £1.25. So I had lunch every day for about three months for 25 pence. That's good. That's good. Because I didn't put them in. But the other one they did was two free Oxo cubes with the paper. Some dickhead put 152 packs of Oxo cubes. And you could only fit a quarter of the round in because of the Oxo cubes. So I had to keep going back That's to get outrageous. the more Oxo cubes. You, no, Chicken you should have Oxo. just kept them in your pocket. We'd have been still eating chicken oxo now. I, uh, I had way more papers than that. Uh, my mum used to help me do the inserts on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. I remember one. She had a side hustle. It. You were giving her 50p. <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> I remember one. She just finished doing all the inserts. And she stood up and I said, right, start the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already she, done for, it. For a split second. She looked at me like, because she still doesn't realise I'm joking now when I say things. It's, it's not, I don't think she's ever going to realise. I'm mainly joking. Carol, uh, get your head in the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she looked at me like, oh, should I? I was like, no, no, that's not right. Uh, but that's I had two, about 250 papers across about oh, eight, eight streets. God, that's awful. And I did it for like a year and a half. It was all around my house, so that was good. Um, to this day... I still don't know where one of those eight streets is. Okay, <laughs> well, so you just chucked it. Yeah, never, never did those. I had a guy. I, just they, and someone kept ringing up saying, where was it? And I was like, yeah, I'll sort that, don't worry. I still no I idea where a, that street is. We had this thing. Right, the first time I ever took the papers out, I remember the guy saying that, well, uh, an older chap, who's, I don't know, he's about 55. Everyone's old when you're a kid. And I put it through his door and I was walking off down the road and he came out with the paper gave it back and said I don't want this and I said okay okay then yeah and, so, and then the next time when they tried so to ring the distribution people and I said number 58 don't want their paper and they went that's not how it works they have to ring us and say they don't want the paper and I went okay and they went so deliver it anyway so every week I <laughs> deliver this paper to this guy yeah. he was like where is that little shit with the paper and even I said to him you have to ring the number and they say they won't deliver the paper anymore. And he was like, you tell them. I can't tell them. They don't believe me. <laughs> yeah, it's that's true. Yeah, that's true. So I just did, I have to admit, that was almost, a, it was such a boring round. The highlight of it was giving it to somebody who didn't want it. <laughs> but this guy is just really pissed that I gave him the same paper. Everybody. I think it sort of worked badly against the child's psyche because it wasn't really structured enough. Right. Like, you know, you didn't have to do them on Monday. 
No, and some kids literally just dump the whole round at a skip. Every yeah, week. but you won't get away with that for long. I don't know, because, yeah, I've, I reckon there's got to be some chancer who's been dumping it in a bin for four years. They're probably still getting paid for it. They've probably got the round. Possibly, possibly. And they're dumping I don't it. Know. But the fact that it's not set in stone exactly what, when, how, I think children can't deal with that and just do I a hate, bad job. I hated that job. And then... I and the money was terrible. For yeah. The amount of papers, That's the amount of work... The money was insane. That is a less than a pound an hour. It was it was absolutely ridiculous. We um I quit both of those and numbered my little brother with the free paper. And when I got offered a job, um, one of my friends used to work at the Sunday market, and he had to start at half five or six, and then you put together a stall, whichever stall you were working on, and um, if you were put up and downer, you got like a tenner. So you were there at the start of the day, at the end of the day. If you were somebody who stayed all day, I got paid 25 quid. I was 14. This was the age that you have to be 16 to do that job. How old are you? And I was like, how old do you got to be to do the job? And they were like, 16. And I was like, well, I'm that man. And they went, <laughs> seems reasonable. You yeah. start this Sunday. And so as soon as I got that job, 25 quid, I just, <laughs> I just kind of strolled back home. You know, the paper round, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I I know where the money is, and all I had to do, I worked in the magazine stall, so I helped put the magazine stall up in the morning, take it down, put the magazines out, and then my entire job was stopping children my age stealing porno. That was it. That was yeah. all I did. The complete opposite of a paper round. <laughs> yeah, you have to yeah. stop people getting papers. They worked out it was a really good idea to employ somebody the same age as the kids that were stealing pornographic magazines. Yeah, so. what you're supposed to put them on a high shelf. You didn't have to because it was a market. Anyway, they were like five for a pound. I don't mean you have to. I mean, that's how you stop the kids getting them. I like the fact that the pornographic magazines were out of date, so they were five for a pound. I don't think it can, they can be out of date. <laughs> not like a banana. No. Oh, look at that. No, it's out of date. So that was your that first proper job in a way. Yeah, first. It's like a yeah. weekend job. Yeah, 25 quid. And I remember being like blown away at 25 quid. So it was nice. But it's full day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's still not great day. money. No, I started at six o'clock in the morning, ended at four. Crikey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was your first proper proper job. Proper um, job. My first know. proper job was McDonald's. Okay, how old were you when you started at McDonald's? 16. Oh, yeah, because we've gone through them and you trying to cut your thumb off. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah save well, it with a gherkin. Well, it was a, an amazing place to work in some ways. It was real eye-opening. I think perhaps... Every kid probably should do a couple of months at McDonald's just to learn how the world works and how horrible humans are. <laughs> yeah. I've always said, though, one in a hundred people, right, is a batshit arsehole. Like, it's, uh, there's nothing you can do. Well, no, it's, it's, it's three <laughs> out of four <laughs> McDonald's customers. <laughs> yeah. I always thought one in a hundred. There's, no re- there's nothing you can say that will make them reasonable. They are a terrible human. What's amazing is, I think... One thing I would say, right, so the managers are awful, which is really bizarre because McDonald's have a policy as a company. I don't know how it, what it's like now. I'm talking about 22, 23, 24 years ago. Uh, so, I, no, this is not a comment on McDonald's company now. Uh, but at that time, they had a policy where you could only become a shift runner or a store manager at McDonald's if you'd been all the other things. Everyone yeah. starts at the bottom. They always it's actually, promote. That's actually in. a really good idea. Having worked a really good idea. It's a really, it's good, a really idea. good idea. But what I don't get is why it didn't work. Because they, the second someone became They're a floor manager instead of a normal member of staff or whatever, 
they instantly became a knobhead to all the people below them. And then the next the next promotion, they've knobhead to all those people as well. You must have. I've, I've all the managers in, were awful. I've worked and been in charge of promoting. I remember a job I, I won't even, because it's really dodgy, but I was working for our company and I, uh, I had somebody who'd been there a long time. And I handed in my notice because I got another job. And they said, like, like I'd gone mad, they thought I hadn't noticed he'd been there ages. So they promoted him the next week. I put that guy in charge of a folder once. He went, he was an insane twat, like immediately with a, for the one folder. They made him the assistant manager and they demoted him 14 days later for being a nutcase. Yeah. Because you just, you just, some people cannot handle it. Yeah. Yeah, you, people, some people can't handle it. So the managers are awful. The customers were really, really awful, really bizarrely <laughs> awful about... I don't know, like, they were begrudgingly shopping in McDonald's. I don't really get the attitude from the customers, uh, like they'd been wronged in some way. They were paying 60p for a cheeseburger. <laughs> they, should be, they should be skipping in to the store. But for some reason, they're really cross about the world. Um, and But what that did actually m- make... For all the terrible managers and terrible customers, it made a really lovely like crew, the core normal workers. That it was sort of like oh, was um, it us and them sort of situation. Yeah, it was a siege mentality, really. Like yeah. everyone was so lovely and great, and just sort of to have the to have it within you to do the job, you had to be a certain character anyway. Yeah. And it yeah, made absolutely. everyone lovely, and there's loads of banter. Amazing think- with the cooking in there as well, because uh, I. I, it's amazing that I could make. I was when I worked in the kitchen, I could make everything that they sell and not know anything about cooking. It's all so such a process, you know. You yeah. just it's an assembly line. I learned nothing about cooking yet. I could make all the things on the menu. Amazing. Yeah, I think that's uh, um, that. I think what that that seeds mentality happens when you when this pay structure is so strange. That I, I remember working for a company uh, uh, when I um, that I'll come up. They. Um, the difference between the next stage up was fifteen thousand pounds. That doesn't make reasonable people. Yeah. That makes maniacs. Yeah, and that doesn't give you something to aspire to. That makes you think it's impossible. That just makes everybody think I can do what I want then. But I think customer service people have an empathy that is like no other because you've you've been there and you've seen what the public are like, which is generally shitbags. Yeah, who threaten to attack you and. Yeah, uh, and that's yeah. who you want in an emergency. You want someone who's worked in customer services because they're just they've they've been there when everything's gone to shit. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with. I got that. someone shouted at me once for not putting the change in on the till, so the change didn't show oh, like on their screen because yeah. I I can do maths to a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so I just just to work the change ticket. out and give them the change. Right, and then they were like, "Yeah, but it didn't show." I don't know if that's right because. I didn't didn't show up on the thing, and I was like, "Oh right, well, it's a sixty nine pence cheeseburger, right?" And I've given you thirty one pence back. Did they try and get? Because I have actually had that with my cashiers did that, and the customer wanted to see the manager because they thought my cashier had stolen the thirty one p basically. Yeah, like, but because it wasn't in there, and it was like that's not how maths works, tickets. Yeah, and it was, but they had all these weird rules and stuff like. But one guy came in, like a professional con artist came in and tricked one of the cashiers out of 40 quid. Oh, the £50 note trick? Yeah, yeah. He sort of doubled it. He sort of twist like, he sort of doubled the 50 to get it twice in a a long ranty conversation thing. And and they took it out of his wage. And he'd had no training against something like that. 
That's you know, that's so harsh. I remember they used to do this thing where if you took a thousand pounds on your till in an hour, you got a ten pound bonus. Yeah, I think you said that actually. I did think we yeah. talked about that. And uh, yeah, and I did that, and I did eleven hundred pound an hour. I was like, I went and checked, and they were like, "Oh, you're well done." Yeah, and I was like, how do I get that ten pound bonus? I was like, no, it needs to be between twelve and two. Amazing. <laughs> but the most significant thing about McDonald's, just to finish on McDonald's, yes. was that is where I met my wife. Oh, as a customer, or she worked there? No, she worked there as well. Oh, okay, that's good. Um, we obviously both left and sort of 10, 15, 18 years later, bumped into each other in a pub, and that was the icebreaker. I, I oh, really, yeah, you I really, my, we both used to work McDonald's, blah, 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 chatting. I really right. wanted it to be you <laughs> pushing over a box and going, McNugget meal, and her going, yeah, and you going, <laughs> seven in there. Put an, put an extra walking. dip in there. Call me. <laughs> yeah. I put my phone number on the bottom. That'd have been amazing. My you didn't first... say you wanted sweet curry, but uh... <laughs> we all do. <laughs> I um, my first. I was going to go with my first ever interview. I I remember I left school. So it's been about. It's been yeah, not about. It was nineteen ninety seven. And we has the national record of achievement, which would have been filling in the NRA folder, which I think you still had. Big the, red book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yes. it kind of brought in, and you, you had to you had your qualifications in it. Still got it somewhere. And they said at school in careers, they went job interview, bang, NRA, CV, mm. hit the job interview. Yeah. And I went in, and at the time, um, Blair was in, Tony Blair. Oh yeah. And uh, he was promoting modern apprenticeships. And I'd there had been a job in the paper, because that was back in the day. That's how we used to do it. Rang up, and they said, yeah, we'd love to interview you. Um, come in, whatever it was, Friday, 3 o'clock, and we'll interview you. It's okay. So I sat through the interview, and they were like, well, yeah, I think you can do this job. So it was only 16. It was basically data entry, clerk. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got all the gods there. And they said, any questions you'd like to ask? And I remember sitting in careers and they said, they're going to say any And what you want to do is confidently start talking about what, how much you're going to earn. And I remember saying, um, how much, how much do I get paid? And they said, well, it's a modern apprenticeship. So for two years, you're going to get 25 pound a week. And I went, okay. And then the interview finished and they said, well, well, I think you've got the job. You've probably got the job. We're going to call you on Friday. What apprenticeship was it? Uh, data entry. Oh, right. So it was one of the bollocks uh, modern <laughs> apprenticeships. Right. And as I left, I, and I still remember exactly where this was. It was in Ipswich. As I left, NRA in hand, I there was a bin outside, and I posted the NRA into the bin, and then just went home. And uh, two days later, I rang Anglian Home Improvements to be one of their um, <clears throat> uh, double glazing salesmen. Mm-hmm. And I ha- I got that. That was my job, really. That probably made me part of the reason I'm a nightmare these days, is that I did. If you think the skill, the, the abuse level you will take at McDonald's, <laughs> I promise, if you're knocking on people's doors, I didn't ring them, I knocked on their door. Right. And asked them if they'd like double grading. And the way it worked is, if you generated a lead so that you made an appointment for a salesman yeah. to go in, you got paid 25 quid. Wow. I said there was no base pay and you got paid 25 quid. But the system was crazy because sometimes, so I'd knock on the door and I'm trying to do, hello there, sorry to disturb you. I'm not trying to sell you anything at all. My name's John, I'm from Anglian Home Improvements. That's always what we used to do. Mm. Like, so you always say, we're not trying to, then you go through all this bollocks. Because you are trying to sell them something. 
course you are. But if I did nine leads before lunchtime, that's 225 quid. What could you do nine leads for? Yeah, time? I did nine. I did, and sometimes so did people are quite leads. receptive then for everyone telling you to. Yeah, it's bollocks because you're just trying to get them in to a, a to a nightmare sales position where they're trapped with a salesman for two hours in their own house. Yeah, which is horrific. But that's what we used to do. Yeah, if anybody ever seen problem. that series, White Gold? It was that is yes, so accurate. Yes, yeah. Um, <clears throat> two is really good. But if I'd done that by lunchtime, I was self-employed, and so me. Uh, uh, I used to work with a guy called Paul and a guy called Scott. We used to just go down the pub. And I was 16 and it was a hobby underage drinking then, back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Everybody loved it. We would go uh, to the Hare and Hound or Harley's and then we'd just drink for the afternoon <laughs> and then go home. And yeah. on Friday, we invoiced the company for how many leads we generated that week. Yeah, it was the most underhanded thing. The only thing I never did, I never set up a pensioner with a thing. I'd always, I actually, if they were really receptive and just lonely, I would tell them to not open the door and it was a load of crap. And anybody who does this is just lying. Just yeah. keep the door shut. Unless so their I, windows are rubbish. No, I'm morally, my morals are sex. I never set up an old person to get windows. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. I knew every trick. But, yeah, but do you knock on a door if they've got amazing new windows? Oh, yeah, sell them soffits and fascias for the... Oh, right, for there's the more to it. Or see if they've got a conservative. But that's, that's really good money, though. Why didn't it, you just what... carry on doing that forever? Oh, because you run out. You, you, you just you sort of burn out, and then you can't sell shit. It's just a terrible job. Oh, right, right, right. It's the same as all those telesales things. They don't tell you. I had a mate who did that with them. Um, just get bored yeah, very similar up. sort of door to dog. Because all you all he says is, "Oh, everyone's put the prices up except us." Yeah, here's here's some spurious paperwork saying that. Do you want to, you want to be money? on a cheap? Don't you want to be on a cheaper gas company? Have you ever thought about getting gas on HP? <laughs> <laughs> no, that seems mental. Yeah, well. So where did you go after that? And then, when I should have mentioned it when we did the holidays, then oh, I was yeah. an arcade engineer. That's such a strange transition. Uh, yeah, I went from... in my head, but then it's seaside life, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I knew um, uh, I kind of everybody hangs out on the seafront. And I saw a job again in the paper that said arcade engineer needed. And I and, and I applied and I and I will say um, it's one of those things which I think every, people have got that story It is the best worst job ever. Right. Right. So you are in a team. There was uh, no, there's definitely there's nothing liable about this. It's me, Brian, Gary, Matt, and we worked in our our yeah. arcade. All with mustaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all worked in our, our our arcade, and we all smoked, and we all fixed machines, and kept everything going, and cleaned the whole place every single day. And in the summer, like you're where the action is kind of thing, like where everything's going on oh, especially yeah, yeah. back then. But I worked 70 hours a week for 125 quid after tax. Oh like my it was, God. It's so bad. That's so were you the guy work. that had to come if the prize on the 2P machine got, got stuck? Yeah. 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 Well, that was actually, that's a problem because it should have fit. They're a dickhead. They shouldn't have put it in there if it got stuck on the glass. They're twats. I just think that's what they do now. But well, yeah, we used to, so you go in in the mornings, clean all the glass, Make sure all the bears are impossible to pick up with a crate. <laughs> I know everything. <laughs> Whenever there's a thing, on the, I see YouTube videos going, did you know it's a con? Do you understand what the word gambling means, you twat? Well, it's, it, but they're all set to an exact ratio of return, aren't they? Yeah, for the price of the bear. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So if it's a cheap bear, the price is lower. <laughs> if it's an yeah. expensive bear, it's higher. Because I remember you saying, ended. yeah, I remember you saying that those grabber games, technique, like literally, if you say it right, you could You'll pick, pick up a tic tac. Oh no problem. Easy. They're yeah. actually incredibly good at grabbing things. They're Pretty set early. to not be good at grabbing things. Absolutely. And the bottom on the left hand side, next to the reward flap, is the flap you open to change the ratios. You just change the percentage of wins and you can change the uh, price, how much you want for a bear. So if a bear costs you 50p, you want a fiver, you put it into a fiver and it'll pick up. So anybody you see walking, because there's always that guy, if you're ever at Seaside, there's a guy walking down the road with like 20 teddy bears. He's about 500 quid in. Don't worry about it. He is not the most skilled crane operator in the world. There's no such thing. It's impossible. You can't be good at that. It's bollocks. It's like you can't be good at a 2P machine. You'll always lose because yeah. overall, because the holes at the side and the base is actually has um, got a camber so that it goes sideways. It doesn't go forward. It goes sideways. So it goes off the end. Um, yeah. So we used to work until I started at nine o'clock in the morning on in the summer. I'd be there, so be there for eight thirty to unlock, and sometimes we'd lock up at two. How much? How much money does a place like that make? Oh, tens of thousands back then, but that untold well. Yeah, well, but then when I was there, the machine, the video games you could play, you couldn't play at home. Like, yeah, Al- yeah, Alpine yeah. Racer and uh, Time Crisis. Well, they're actually coming back to that now. Arcades are actually coming all the way back to that now mm. because they're the three D stuff and. The um, 4D experience stuff. You're not going to set up a wind machine in your own house, are you, to play a computer <laughs> game? You're there, and uh, all the virtual reality stuff, it's actually come full circle. And they are back to being games you can't do at home. We were all weirdly good at like an odd game. Like we used to play Alpine Racer for who's going to go and get the coffee yep. like upstairs. That's quite so good. we were all really good at Alpine Racer, which is a very odd thing to be really good at virtual skiing. Yeah. We were. <clears throat> and Time Crisis. I could, get, I could get to near the end of Time Crisis for about 20p. Yeah, in the day. that's that was a great game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the other thing was was a huge weird drink. though. It, it's got it's got that evergreen, it's got that evergreen nature to it. That sort of job, hasn't it? Where yeah. you're a child forever, you know, you're a sort of teenager forever. Even if you're forty, you're living like a teenager if you're doing. Yeah, that yeah. Job. I know people who are still there who I worked with. Yeah. Uh, in I I I started in so uh, did, 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 I think I probably started in 1998 and finished. I only did a year, year and a bit, and I know people who are still there. And so it's 2022. So they've been there 24 years and I know that they're still there. Um, there was a hell of a drinking culture on the front as well, because yeah. if you were an engineer, they knew you were working late. So pubs would have lock-ins. So we were always at lock-ins yeah. um, because they knew they were going to get 20 blokes walk in at midnight and they could stay open until four o'clock in the morning. It was the only time they made any money, really. It was us, like twats. We finished work at two o'clock. My next job after McDonald's was working in a Chinese restaurant. Oh, yeah. Um, I uh, said to the one of the horrible boss ladies at McDonald's, she said, oh, so you, you're finishing, where, where are you off? I said, oh, I'm off to work in a restaurant. And uh, she said, yeah, but why would you leave here to do that? And uh, I said, well, it's more money and it's walking distance from my house. And she, <laughs> and she went, yeah, but you're set for life here. <laughs> How many stars had you got at that point? Oh, I only ever got three. I didn't really conform to those sort of things. Thousand, thousand meters swimming in your pajamas. Yeah, no, I wasn't all about. I wasn't. I wasn't chasing those badges <laughs> like a lot of the other losers. I yeah, I never got my fries badge. <laughs> uh, despite the, the fact I must have handed over millions of French fries. 
You were definitely del- you were, I think you were delivery driver at the McDonald's. At the Chinese, were you? No. Oh, I thought you were a delivery driver. No, I was a token token white guy. <laughs> I uh, I you a waiter. Did, I did the bar. Right. And the telephone for the takeaways. Oh, right, okay, okay. okay. And a bit of waiting if ne- if all hands on deck. If did required. you know all the numbers as well? Um like if somebody no, said No, yes and no. It, the numbers thing wasn't really we didn't oh. really do the numbers thing. Uh, I mean, there was a menu next to the telephone. So if someone said the numbers, that's fine. Yeah. But we had shorthand for all the, the dishes anyway. So you, you wrote it in shorthand. Uh, it was good. It was good. It was really good. Uh, they were more They were more Yorkshire than me, the, the people that worked oh, right. there. So it, it was, you know, it wasn't like everyone around me was really Chinese. Uh, they were How... Chinese, but they were perfectly <laughs> English speaking and stuff. What was the arsehole percentage with customers? Did it change dramatically? No, it was great. It was lovely. It was it was in my village where I grew up, where oh, I, right. I was playing for the football team, playing for the cricket team, and yeah, it was it was lovely. It sort of they always had a couple of local members of staff, and it just sort of just to be part of the help with part of the community and that link, and it was it was great. The food was amazing. They were really good. It was a really successful restaurant. It was great. It was it was um, really good banter as well. Do you still go? Is it still open? Do you still get from prawn? No, it's changed. It's changed hands. They sold it for a fortune. Oh, that'd have been good if you still got prawn crackers. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, I still could. I could still wander in and pull a few strings. (laughs) The bar was really cool as well because people used to come in, uh, and um, they used to used to come in, tell us what they wanted to take away, Mm -hmm. get a pint, but then tell us not to hand the takeaway slip into the kitchen yet, so they could have a couple of pints and a chat. Well, that we have a saying. There's an Indian in our in our village, Indian restaurant, and they have people. There's like a bit where people just drink pints yeah. before they get their takeaway. Like yeah, they're not there for a food; they're just there for a takeaway. Yeah, loads of guys used to come in for a couple of pints, and uh, the so the wives, the wives of those guys must have thought that it was we were the slowest takeaway producing restaurant ever. Yeah, I took think me an hour. About, took me an hour to get two sweet and sour chicken. I think that's a bloke thing. Well, I. Oh, that's a funny when I used to work at the pier when I was working so we owned the company I worked for owned two arcades and I would cover the lunch breaks on the Sunday at the pier I was I, I was like like doing something I don't know what it was fixing machine I walked around the corner and my dad was playing a fruit machine and I was like <laughs> dad what are you doing here and he went oh hello and he smoked back then and he got a fag on and I went um cigarette sorry it's the British slang for cigarette he, he was smoking a cigarette <clears throat> and I said, "What are you doing here?" And he went, "Oh, I, uh, I, uh, I thought you might be working." So I put, "I don't work in it. I work at the other one." It, have you ever been in here before? And he went, "No." And I, went, "Where are you supposed to be?" And he said, oh, "I'm taking some stuff down the dump." And he was just sitting <laughs> there playing arcade machine, yeah. playing a uh, fruit machine. And then one of the local kids came round the corner uh, and it, <laughs> walked up to my dad, and he went, "You're right, Les. You winning?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're so busted. How do you know an 11 year old who hangs around in the arcade? You Fantastic. His name, was, his name was brilliant, me. His name was Maggot, the kid who was just wandering around. That's Maggot great. was always about in the arcade somewhere. That is great. You're right, Liz. <laughs> How's it treating you? Got to try some amazing foods because we used to have a meal before service. Oh well, that's great, and it was proper authentic stuff as well. Stuff not like not no, stuff that would get nowhere near the menu. That's that, really so that good was cool. Though. So yeah, it was the whole thing was a lovely experience. Cash in hand, 
as many hours as I wanted. It's great. I'm trying to think. Next what was your job? next one? Yeah, you should have written them down. I'm good. I don't need to. I know every single one. I'm <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs> That's easy. I worked at a place called uh, Suffolk Foods, which most people don't know, but David Sheepshanks, who owns Ipswich Town, used to own this company called Suffolk Food. The creators of mayonnaise, ketchup, stuff like that, all for things like gangster sandwiches. So it was a factory job? Yes, it was Ooh. a factory job. It, it was the single worst job I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. A lady used to pick me up every day uh, who worked at the factory. Because you're not a man's man's man, are you? No. That that came that became apparent very fast, yeah. which I didn't know about. Well, I did, but I didn't. So my so the so the job was it was a production line. So the machine would fill up buckets of mayonnaise because it's catering mayonnaise for people like gangsters, and then you would um, pick it, pack it, and, and get it on a pallet to go. Uh, I I'll go through two things. Um. This is where I first learned this thing. If it's your first day on a job and somebody tells you to never do something, wait less than 10 minutes and immediately do it, right? Because you have all you can get away scot-free. It's the only time the top, the clock is ticking from the second you clocked in that day. If yeah. they tell you to not do something, immediately do it. And I, that was the first time it ever hit me. I was in the, uh, somebody just taught me how to use the trash compactor the rubbish compactor so you put all the rubbish in all the cardboard and then you oh, put yeah. your hands either side and you press these two buttons so that your hands are well away from it you That's clever. won't act until you press it and then you put the bindings round and then it and then and then you pull the lever and the bale comes out and i'd just been taught that and i was my first job was get this put it in there and do that and i saw a 25 liter tub of mayonnaise that had just been put there and and i thought I'm never going to get the opportunity. So I loaded a 25 litre mayonnaise tub into the trash compactor, pressed go. And obviously it, it, it's, it's the struggle for a minute. And there was this amazing explosion. It was 25 litres mayonnaise just went like right across the car park. And what had he said not to do? Don't try, don't try and compact mayonnaise because <laughs> you can't. That's insane. <laughs> but then there was this big bang. He came running out and went, what happened? And I went, oh, I just put that mayonnaise that was there in the rubbish to put to be compacted. So I just put it in there and pressed back. And he went, don't do that. And I went, <laughs> don't do it. Noted. And then walked off. Like that is, you can always get away with it. And then going back to the not being a bloke, I was effectively ostracised. Um, every single lunchtime, in, there was a cafe in caffeine was about 45 minutes, and there was the normal thing. There was basically like a beep sound, which meant it was the lunch break. And kind of went, and it was lunch break. Yeah. And as soon as they realised I wasn't a lad, I wasn't. A, I was sort of no one talked to me at all. And I remember just sitting in the corner here of the of the um, factory canteen, and they were having the most lad conversation ever. It was all like, "Whoa, boobs, oh yeah." yeah. Oh, do them like this. Yeah. And this is the conversation I heard. There was the lab table, which I was not involved in anymore because I'd already been, they didn't give a shit. I just wandered off. So I just sat in the corner. And um, they were having a conversation where one of the guys, car wouldn't start that morning. And he was going, wouldn't fucking start. Tried it, wouldn't start, wouldn't start, wouldn't start. Fucking thing. And then one of them said, So what did you do? And he went, I fucking stabbed it. <laughs> and my ears <laughs> went up. I was like, Oh, right. Uh, he got out of the car with a flathead screwdriver and stabbed the shit out of the bonnet. 
<laughs> to teach it a lesson and then yeah. got the bus to work and everyone on the table was not disagreeing that that was insane <laughs> they're all like well you know i get it i get it yeah. and i was in the canteen in the corner eating my shitty sandwich <laughs> that i bought the sandwich shop like you're all maniacs yeah, yeah. that's great yeah i lasted my, less than a year my friend had the worst factory job ever it was in a in a dog food factory. Oh, God. scraping yesterday's dog food off <laughs> off the, the off the massive cylinders that we're about mm. to make today's dog food. Ouch! Horrible. Amazing. And you've got to have an amazing gag reflex to get through that. Honestly, if you work in a factory, uh, if you're with the atmosphere, it's probably great. So people who work there for like twenty years. Yeah. If if you're not. Like you are, you're you're the downer, so nobody wants you anywhere near them. Yeah, like, and they I probably me- know you're not going to hang around. Yeah. They've probably seen a hundred of you come and go. I remember a woman telling me that at the end of the day, you could get a free tub of mayonnaise every day. And I remember her telling me, and me looking at her like she'd lost her mind. <laughs> like, why? I smelt like a McChicken sandwich constantly. Like, I could have 18 baths, and people, if I'm in the pub with some mates, they go, Weird, can you smell mayonnaise? And I go, It's me. And they go, No, no, I really, I go, No, it's me. And it didn't matter, you could put on Jean Paul Gaultier, it still smell like mayonnaise. Yeah. But I just remember this woman saying, Do you know you take some mayonnaise home? And me looking at her like, Why the fuck would I do that? Yeah, you fucking crazy bitch. One jar lasts a month. <laughs> but they were eat- some people were eating it like I don't know, like mayonnaise sandwiches when they got home. And I remember they used to go bowling night on a Friday. You come in a bowling? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> Just have a car, dickhead. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't popular in the factory. Right. Who's well, whose is it now? Uh, your job. But so I give you. I'll give you those stats. Do you want those? Stats? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Really, very minimal. So. <laughs> So the national minimum wage for sort of 18, because the national minimum wage doesn't kick into 21. So the national minimum wage in 2000... Yeah, it became tiered, didn't it, first? Yeah, it didn't come in really for an age-specific until 2004. So I can only go from 2004, where it was £3 an hour, which is diabolical. I, my, I used to get paid three fifty. Um, yeah, but things were cheaper then. I agree. I mean, it was still, yeah, your rent was a lot cheaper. Uh, and it, but in 2022, I think this is quite devastating. It is now, it's £4.62. Is it? Yeah, because you're not, you're under national minimum wage, you're 18. So you can't, no, the minimum wage doesn't kick in. Oh, Between right. Okay. 16 and 18, you'd be paid £4.62. So in nearly two decades, it's gone up £1.62, which percentage wise looks quite good. But once you drill into it, that is devastated. I left yeah, that's home. a terrible amount of money. But if you but if you're 16 to 18, you've got nothing you really need to spend it on. Well, I had my first flat was 50 quid, which I realized back then. Yeah, but you, you mean, it so, seemed like a lot of money. Well, so now, you moved out at 16. I moved out at 18. I, on my 18th birthday, I left home. But um, now I realize how brilliant crap flats are. Like I for 50 quid, that's amazing. Like yeah. 50 quid, and I spent probably 10 pounds a week on electric. Um, and I got a subsidised council tax, 25% off for being a single occupancy. And, and you don't realise what you had. And I went to the pub Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because I could afford it. <laughs> but now we can do that. It's mad. How much is Not the off. living wage? Oh, a lot higher. Well, depend, no, that's the... So you need, you, there's two living wages. Because... Yeah, so for 18 to 20... Yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> for sixteen and seventeen, it's four four pound sixty two. Yeah, it's mad because they changed the name. Oh of no, the national four pound eighty one. They changed the name of the minimum wage. Yeah, to the living wage. There is a thing called no. living wage. Yeah, there's still a national minimum wage. Yeah, but this is the rec- the living wage is like a recommended thing, isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah, okay. They no one actually has to abide no one, by it. Yeah, we used to, uh, the companies I've worked for, with, you know, have always abided by the living wage instead. Over twenty two, it's nine pounds fifty. Yeah, yeah. See, it's quite a difference. Um, I kind of what? Uh, so, what was your next job after the Chinese? Because I think you I've got hundreds left. Yeah, I'm nearly <laughs> so, done. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, so one of the guys that came in to the Chinese takeaway and purposefully ordered slowly so he could have a couple of pints was a guy that owned a motorbike shop. A couple oh, of the guy you shops. spoke about before? Yes, a couple of motorbike shops. And he had just seen a, a film uh, that had given him a new business idea. He'd just seen 40-Year-Old Virgin. In right. which uh, the protag- one of the characters works in an eBay shop. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, and obviously that had become a little bit of a thing in America and he wanted to bring it to the UK. Right. And he knew I was doing an IT degree and he knew I was finishing it. And so he was like, will you set this up for me, this new eBay shop thing? Um, and so I did. So straight out of uni, I started working in an eBay shop. Wow, and my job wasn't really like to take the things in and no, no, on no. that, but I, I had to create the network, the computers, and then the software that listed things faster. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. accounted that so... for that, and sales, and monitored, and created like a list of what where everything had to be posted that day. Yeah, the well, whole I sold thing. I did. Th- I I paid for three holidays with eBay, like back like twenty. eBay. Years ago. eBay totally can work ebay is a good website it makes sense it's mm-hmm. fine but as soon as you add a third party into that process there's just not enough mouths to feed yeah there's not enough food to feed everyone so i can't remember the percentages but the shop got like 20 percent of every sale right so as a result people never brought in anything of much value <laughs> yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. want such a big chunk taken out yeah, and pe- and it was people that didn't get eBay as well. So because if you got eBay, you'd do it yourself. Yeah. So they were like, so you would like saying for something like this, uh, we'd recommend you just put it up for ninety nine p, and then people get bid in, people get okay, going, so and they're like, no, no, it's no, no, I, I wouldn't part with it for less than twenty quid. And we're like, yeah, we know, but look, it will get there. But and they were like, yeah. no, no. So they made you put a start price of twenty quid, so it go for twenty pound and a penny, and they'd be furious. <laughs> I put I put, once put a, t- a Tiffany figurine on eBay for ninety nine p, and I sold it seven days later for one thousand eight hundred pounds. Yeah, my, you've got to create that game was, gamesmanship, doesn't you? It was my dad, and you have to put enough information that you might not know what it is, but there is enough information in there for somebody who thinks they're clever to work out what it is. So they kind of then they're in as you say yeah they bang in 500 well i've definitely got it and once you've done it once you put in 500 pounds you're so invested that you can't let it go and you need to trick people to envision it already in their house they're like on saturday that's going to be here right when it it, but you know there's 90 people watching your item but they don't know that because i used to get offers the next day i remember i got i put something on i think uh, i put on a maplin and web lion head and somebody I knew it was a couple hundred quid, 
and they sent me uh if i put it on for 99p and two days later they went let's not mess about i really want it i'll, I'll, I'll give you 30 quid and we'll just we'll just finish it here <laughs> like because they they're like they have yeah. to test the water whether you're that stupid yeah yeah it, was, it just it can't it just didn't it just failed for so many reasons like yeah, one totally. of the guys that used to bring stuff in was a policeman and he used to bring things in to sell. But as a result of that, the rumours around the community were that we were in cahoots with the police, keeping an eye out for stolen goods. <laughs> so people were very nervous about bringing things in if they didn't exactly know where they it had come from. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it had loads. It was a thing. And like people, like the, an antiques guy used to bring stuff in. And like, so you'd have to, post and package this like teapot this hundred year old teapot and it, you if to do that properly it's like half an hour you know it, it just, it's just no way of recouping that kind of effort in the sale of a thing 20 percent of a teapot it's just yeah. so the whole thing just didn't quite work as a business it was really interesting sort of yeah yeah exactly. a bit doing it, hell though, of a but... thing to, 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 to look at and the characters think... you get in are amazing such a place like that um I think we're going to go to the uh, what are we calling them the toppers. Suggest the toppers <laughs> we still toppers. don't know what we're calling. We still call him fans of the show. Topicers. Toppers, <laughs> topicers, topicals, uh, topicals. Someone said that, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with David, who used to work in double. He used to work in a double glazing factory, which entailed putting pieces of glass into a machine, which washed them prior to being sealed together to make double glazing. I had to pick up the washed glass at the edges so as not to get my fingerprints on it. My hands got cut to shreds every day. Fun, fun games. He, David's now a teacher, so he doesn't have to do that anymore. I quite like Kathy's, which I found really interesting. She worked at a natural burial ground in St. Helens. Um, uh, I, she, she thought she'd be an emotional wreck, but selling these plots, but, but, but she didn't. She sold 21 flop plots to healthy people. 11 of the first 21 plots to people who are still walking around. Wow. Which I totally get, actually. I think those natural... There's one near here. And uh, in my old job, it, oddly, I had to suggest it quite a few times because people didn't know it existed. So I'd say, yeah, you don't have to do that. Uh, Callum is a proctologist. That's a bum job. <laughs> That's really <bad>. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were waiting for that. I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, Are you trying uh, to avoid Ian the, was a clown much? in a shopping centre. That's good. Yeah, Ian, it's not that shocking if you know Ian. <laughs> yeah, because he can juggle. Because he can juggle and, and he looks like stuff. a clown. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I quite like Shirley. He used to work at Trivial. She used to make boxes that the Trivial Pursuit came in, <laughs> but she hated that so so much. She didn't even collect her pay. I could smell the glue for a week. Yeah, it's that, honestly, if you've got the right mindset for that factory thing where you can switch off and stare at the wall for eight hours, it'd be great. But if you don't, you go mad. It's so yeah. boring. Yeah. And I, I broke, I've got a problem with people who listen to radios that aren't tuned in. I've done this twice in my life. I apologise, I don't really. Um, you know, if someone can't quite, quite hit the station properly and they'll yeah. go, play a bit of the song, that just drives me mad. And I yeah. work with a guy, Phil, he went to the toilet, he came back, and it was on the floor, smashed into pieces. And he went, what happened? And I went, oh, guy came past the pallet truck and hit it, which it wasn't true. I just puffed it into the ground. <laughs> but I did it about five Didn't years Didn't you later, try to tune it better? 
can't. He couldn't. You couldn't because oh, right. there was no fucking signal because he wouldn't listen to Radio One, which was a good signal. He wouldn't listen to yeah. SGR, which was the local station. He wanted to listen to um, Radio Two, which didn't have a signal. Right, right. And I, I yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't. I just, yeah, <laughs> I've got an issue with sound. Just went. <laughs> Craig Sorry, did Phil. a bit. Craig says he did a bit of TV film extra work. That's amazing. That is good. Yeah, he was a um, druid. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. He does look like a druid as well, so that worked. Yeah, I, I know a guy that was in. Uh, it was an extra in Vikings as well. Oh, that's I, I, I think cool. it sounds cool. I wonder if the reality is a lot of standing about and you know because that even like film stars say that. Yeah, yeah, I think there's set is a lot of hanging about. Uh, Mick the Magic Man Shoya, he was this is the this is the worst job, I think. This is the worst job. He had an entry-level temp job working in a hospital laundry. My role was to open the huge red plastic bags marked with a skull and crossbones with foul infected linen. Yeah, I'm good. I, I even the thought of it, I think I'd yeah. be sick. I can't stand the smell of stuff like that. I do always think I, when my old job, one of my old jobs, I was a an estate manager and because it was a big building with 59 flats with older people people would often think i was a carer no one would make me a carer i would be the worst person <laughs> i would walk in and go fuck that and leave like immediately if there was like someone had been sick i'd have been like not my job and left so when people said that i would always answer you wouldn't let me look after a goldfish so the idea that you think that i'm looking after someone's nap is nuts like my, my wife would piss like just laugh at the idea that I'm a carer. No, I'm not. We're running out of time. You haven't even got to petrol station yet. I know. Yeah, I told you. It's too many jobs. <laughs> I've done so many jobs. I think you're going to have to call it part one. Should we'll we make back. this part one then and we'll do part we'll make two? Make it part one and we'll have to come back to part two. Okie doke. Uh, have we run out? Are we run, we're about we're out basically time, out we? of time. Yeah, if you yeah, want yeah. to contribute to the show like those people just did, join the Facebook group. Just search the On Topic podcast on Facebook. Yeah, and just, yeah, just, 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 just join in. We'll tell you topics early, topics before anybody else knows. If you hate Facebook, I know lots of people do. If you hate Facebook, you can email us, the yep. ontopicpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and we've got Twitter, which is the ontopic podcast. Just search Yeah, that. we have we've not done a lot with that, though, have we? TikTok. I've been putting up posts. But if you want to message us on there, you could do that, and then oh, yeah. we can include it on the show. Uh, or whatever, if you tag us in a post, I'm sure we can just include that in the show as well. So Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely fine. Cool. So all good. That's it. Perfect. Okay. Done. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Stay bye, tuned bye. for part two next. <laughs> On top. <laughs>